Welcome again to the Today Count show sponsored by the Lead Today community. I am your host, Jim Piper. Today on the show, I know it may sound strange, but I spend a lot of time thinking about thinking. <laughs> uh, I think about my approach uh, to life and and maybe you do too, or, or maybe you're just running from one thing to the next. So fasten your seatbelts. I'm sure you will enjoy. I want to share something with you today that has helped me. It, it it doesn't make life perfect because life isn't perfect, but it helps me think about life. It helps me approach life. It helps me to evaluate life, more specifically, how well I'm leading myself, how well I'm leading according to my purpose, um, how well I'm leading the life that I want to live, that I believe that I'm supposed to live those kinds of things. So if you're interested in thinking about thinking or looking at your approach to life, then maybe you'll enjoy uh, time with me today. I, I call this the three targets, the, the three targets of effective people, the three targets of effective people. There's something I want to say about targets or goals uh, to, to get us started is that I believe that effective leaders, and this is what I've learned the hard way, that effective leaders, effective people, for that matter, we select a small number of targets. And we do that because it simplifies our life. It increases our odds of success. It focuses our energies. It eliminates distractions. And we're better able to monitor our progress. I, I want to say those again. The reason why it's important to have few goals, to have few targets, is because it simplifies your life. It increases your odds of success. It allows you to focus your energy on those versus being dispersed to dozens. It eliminates distractions because in order to create a small number of targets, we first have to get good at saying no. You really can't say yes to certain things without first saying no to other things. So it eliminates uh, distractions, and it's easier to monitor our progress. Now, let's start by reminding uh, you, my listeners, about something that I think is important. You know, there are books that are written that are really books that we should never uh, put away and I believe that one of those books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's a classic. And one of the things that his book talks about that, that really helped me in my life is he talks about the four quadrants of time, quadrant one, two, three, and four. And he labels them, uh, quadrant one and two, quadrant one as important and urgent, um, and then quadrant two as important and not urgent. And then he has not important, but urgent, and not important, and not urgent. Now, I'm not going to go into all the things that may or may not fit into those categories. But one thing that I will say is that there is a box of time, there is a quadrant of time that is really, really important. 
yet it is not urgent, like it has to be done today. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. It's listening to this podcast. By listening to this podcast, you are doing something important for your personal growth, your spiritual growth, uh, your, your thinking. And that's quadrant two. And unfortunately, more and more leaders today are spending less and less time doing the important and not urgent things in life. But they are working so much in the important and urgent quadrant one that sooner or later it leads to only one house. And we can call that house burnout. And when somebody is in burnout, then what they do to try to uh, uh, quench their thirst, to numb their pain, uh, to get a quick fix, those things are found in quadrant four, not urgent and not important. They are time wasters. They are killers. They can be addictive, all of those kinds of things. So I share that with you because if you really want to take a deep dive in, a, in what I'm about to talk about, um, I would encourage you to you know get the seven habits of highly effective people on audio and just listen to it continually um, or, or pull it back off the shelf, go back over some of those principles and see if it can help uh, center you in the way that, that you desire. All right. Um, I want to start off with this quote by Henry Ford. Obviously, we know who that is. He said that thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason so few engage in it. Thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason so few engage in it. It's different words, but it's the same thing that Stephen Covey is talking about, where we need to do more time um, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our mind, taking care of our spirit, taking care of our relationships, you know, those things that really matter. So I'm going to share with you the three targets that help me. When I think of life in these three targets, uh, they help me become a more effective leader, um, a husband, a father, uh, and all the other different, you know, labels and roles that I carry. The first target is myself. It's my person. I, I, I label it my person. So saying to you that your first target should be about taking care of you, taking care of your person. And the way that happens first is that we commit to regular self-examination. And why, why would we do that? Well, because stewarding our personhood is our highest priority. Um, our, our bodies, our intellect, our emotions, our intellect, our relationships, uh, having that time of self-examination. Second is that increasing self-awareness empowers us to, to lead ourselves toward the very best. And when we do that, it has a cascading effect on our lives and also on the lives of those around us, the people that we love and care about. And then third, um, moral and effective leadership, you know, leadership itself is extremely demanding. It takes a toll on you as a person. So your first target is to really block time and, and think about how well you are taking care of yourself in all of those ways that, that I mentioned earlier, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. How are you doing on that? I mean, 
if you are the product that you bring wherever you go, then I could probably make a case that you should be spending more time in target one than in the other two targets I'm about to talk about. Because if you do, you will bring a strength to the other two targets just by the nature of the overflow of being a healthy uh, person, a healthy person. Um, Thoreau said this, for every thousand hacking at the leaves of evil, there is one striking the root. There's one striking the root. So if you're going to cut down a tree, if you're going to take care of a problem, you know, some, you, you can go up there and start trimming the branches and eventually get down. But if you've got to take that sucker down, you know, you go at it at its lowest point. And that lowest point, that center point is taking care of your person. The second target uh, that I'm going to talk to you about is taking care of your people. And so, again, we're going to use the P's, taking care of our person. So I think about that. You know, when I sit down and I evaluate my week past and my week ahead, I ask myself, how well did I take care of myself last week? What am I going to do this week to take care of myself? And then the second thing I look at is how well did I take care of my people? Uh, You know, the people that matter to me, the people that I serve, uh, the people that are on my team and my family, my neighbors, whomever. Um, and then how am I going to care for those people this coming week? But here's the problem. A lot of us don't even know who our people are. We, we don't even know who they are. We haven't taken the time and, and recognized that, you know, when you, when you study the life of Christ and, and you realize when you look at it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that he actually had a way of going about leadership. He had those that were very, very close to him in his inner circle. And then he had 12, and then he had 40. And, he, and he, had, he had a different ministry, a different relationship to each of these circles. Now, he loved the whole world, he said, right? He loved the whole world. But practically speaking, from a day-to-day basis, if you don't know who the most important people are in your life, you're going to tend to take them for granted. You're going to look over their head. You're going to look around them. You're going to look under them. You, you, you'll always say next week, next month, the next Friday, next Saturday, next time that we won't, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. So the first thing that I would say that if you, if you want to have a target beyond taking care of your own person, and that target is taking care of your people, you really got to do the hard work and you got to consider, you know, what is your capabilities? What, what kind of capacity do you have to care for people, how many people. And you might have to draw circles. I know it sounds kind of weird, but um, if you serve others more than you serve those that are closer to you, then I would say you probably got some things backwards and it's going to come back to haunt you. Uh, So the first thing I'd say of taking care of people, you got to know who they are. Literally, you got to write them down. You got to say, you know, these are, this is my inner circle. This, these are the people I'll go to war for. Then these people, another circle, these are people who are dear and near to me. And these are people that I serve. And it's not that you wouldn't help a stranger. It's not that you wouldn't help a neighbor. It's not that you wouldn't do that. Of course you would. But we're talking about an intentional target, right? An intentional target. We're not talking about a target of opportunity. We're not talking about you know someone that you, you saw fall down. And of course, you're going to bend over and help them up. And if they need to go to the hospital, you're going to take them there. Of course, you're going to do that. When you, when you hear of somebody that you know who knows somebody that's in great need, of course, you're going to be part of the community 
that circles around that person. But when it comes to a day-to-day, week-to-week, intentional investment in the lives of others, who are your people? Who are your people? And once you know your people, then you want to work hard at, at knowing them and their condition, knowing them and their condition. There's some really good, good books that, that use the analogy of a shepherd and, and sheep, because all of us are shepherds to somebody. All of us are shepherds to somebody. If you've never done, I mean, I mean, most of us, right, we live in urban areas. And so, you know, shepherds and sheep, it's like a time gone by. It's not something that's relative. But there, there's all kinds of really good leadership books, short reads that, that use the analogy and give you the knowledge and education of how intimate the relationship was and the skill of a shepherd with, with their sheep. I would encourage you to to look into some of that. So first, you got to know your people. And then as you know who your people are, you get to know them and their condition and your condition. And when people know that you you love them, then, you know, most of the battle is is already won. We all know that relationships uh, carry with it a certain level of grandeur and and love and respect, but it also carries weight, right? And can be, can be uh, full of tension at times. But often that's because our relationships have been reduced to drive-by, drive-by situations, uh, uh, narrowed down to practicalities that we live under the same roof, you know, or we work with the same people, or there are our employees or whatever. And we, we stop looking into the eyes and, and when we stop looking into the eyes, we can no longer see and understand the soul. So that's really important. So the first target is, how am I taking care of my person? The second is, how am I taking care of my people? How well do I know them? Do I even know them? And how well do I know them? Here's another quote by Henry Ford. Why is it every time I ask for a pair of hands, they come with a brain attached? <laughs> <laughs> and he's being sarcastic where he is making a revelation saying, you know, you, you can't use people. You just can't use people. They're, they're, they're living souls. They have personalities. They have ideas. They have opinions. And it's important that we engage in them. There is a Christian perspective about this target of people. Um, how the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 12 to 13, you know, I think every Every business owner um, probably understands this. Every uh, character-driven leader probably understands this. But here's what it says. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, right? A shepherd actually owns the flock, right, in a positive sense. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own his sheep, sees the wolf coming and flees, flees, runs away. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. That is really the difference from a Christian perspective of what leadership looks like. It's when you own the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you're in it. You know, you're in it. Uh, Some seasons are really great and fun, and other seasons are difficult. But leaders who have ownership— in the lives of their people, they're there, no, no matter what. I was, I was at an event 
where my, my son was being commissioned as an officer in, in the Coast Guard some years ago. And uh, the, the main speaker, the keynote speaker, I guess you would say, uh, was Admiral Kelly. Admiral Kelly. And, and he got up and he wanted to talk about leaders who are people that his, his proposition was that, that leaders are people of diligence because, and there was three things, you know, that, that he shared is they see difficult times and situations as a call, a call to serve, a call to serve. I, I love that point. Effective leaders are people of diligence because they see difficult times and situations as a call to service. They don't run the other way. They don't look over the fence. They don't say, gosh, it must be better over there at this company or that company or this ministry or that ministry. But they they see it as an opportunity, an actual calling to serve. The second thing, I already mentioned it, but they resist temptation to look over the fence. And the third is they separate themselves from the herd of so-called leaders by doing the work that others reject. That came from uh, Admiral Kelly. I very much uh, enjoyed that. There's one other P that um, I'll share with you. And, and this one is similar to take care of your person, take care of your people, but it's take care of your place. And what I mean by that is, it, and again, it, it kind of overflows from the other two, but when you see the situation, the context, the, uh, the the place that you're at, when you see that as a calling, when you when you see it as as a, a place to really be and to add value, when you refuse to seek the temptations of ease and comfort, and and you've made it, and gosh, things would be better or different if I was over there. And and if I could if I could just move there, if I could just move from this company to that company, this ministry to that ministry, this spouse to that spouse, you know, what what whatever whatever it is, effective targets, take care of your person, take care of your people, and wherever you find yourself in life, if you are battling cancer and then you own it, you embrace it. Uh, if you're coming to the end of your life, how I've imagined that for me is that. Once that has come clear, I can, I can fight it or I can embrace it. And embrace it doesn't mean giving up. It just means embracing it, taking that place in time in my life and making it the best that it can be. It, it, it's being a person that, that no matter what environment I walk into, I, I can have an impact on it. I can make it a better place. And remember, it, it really kind of cascades to that from prerequisites of taking care of my person, taking care of my people. And then it just tends to be a natural attribute that wherever I go, I take care of that place. Let's use the brain that God gave us, the logic that God gave us to discern and decide and to live the kind of life that we are convicted to live. If you are not part of the Lead Today community, let me invite you. You can go to leadtodaycommunity.com and sign up for the leadership kit. So again, thank you for joining with us. 
Tell a friend if you enjoyed this. We would really appreciate it.